0: Welcome to the Emotional Fortitude Podcast. How to build the emotional fortitude to win in life and in business. No fluff, just real world results. I'm your host, Ida Marmarani, ex Israeli Special Forces, former undercover agent, jujitsu black belt, and mindset. welcome to today's episode before we get started i just want to give you a quick heads up that we did do some light editing in the beginning of the podcast so if you hear some transitions that don't sound fully clear it's perfectly fine It is nothing wrong with your podcast player we just wanted to make sure we cut out everything that didn't need to be there so we can stay as potent as possible and the episode could be as effective as possible and help you guys succeed enjoy the episode Mindset is fluffy, it doesn't really work, it leaves me with a bit of an emotional high that fades after a while, whether that's actually doing programs or going to some conferences and talking about it, and I just don't think it really works. So this is something that I ran up against a lot. I was going to a conference this past weekend, I also gave a talk there before the conference, I organized my own event, there were a lot of people showed up, and people were really surprised when I actually showed a framework of how we actually run the arena. I remember, Emil, you actually were surprised as well in Mexico when I showed it to you, I think, two years ago. And I want to talk about that because there's a lot of mindset programs out there that are complete bullshit, in my opinion. And we're going to explain what I mean by bullshit and explain what you have to do in order to basically have a gauge to say if this is something that's going to help you in life or if it's a bullshit program. Because there are a lot of bullshit programs out there, but we want to give you guys now the tools to make sure that you're not going to fall prey to that. And also, honestly, I hope I will shatter a lot of people's belief out there that mindset has to be fluffy or it's just like short term and doesn't really create long lasting results. So with that said, like welcome, Emil, and let's get started hey, today, man. Thanks for having me. Let's do this. All right. So do you have anything to say at the top of it after what I just kind of give an overview of?
1: This is <laughs> a perfect podcast at this point because this is a very important thing.
0: Yeah. Because so I'd actually, I'd love to hear your perspective on it as well. Um, but before we go into like a like good, bad, or whatever, I want to define it. Like, I'm not a fan of saying like good or bad. I want to say effective or not effective. So we can understand like what we're really talking about here and define that. So here's what I mean as far as unaffected. It is not effective if it just gives you an emotional high. That just like it comes on, you're super motivated, but then it fades. And it's also not effective if that only lasts during the container itself. So let's say when people go to a yoga retreat, they feel really great about themselves. Everything's really aligned. It's amazing. But then they go back to the real world and like none of it lasts. Those things are not effective for your mindset, for your sense of self, whatever it may be. When we're saying effective, we're saying it creates long-term results that last. It creates results. This is a big thing, results. It doesn't just make you feel a certain way. It makes you feel a certain way internally, but that also creates external results, and both of these things last. When you have that, that means it's a good mindset program. If you don't have that, where it's just a motivation high that fades, or you just kind of like sit there talk about your feelings, you feel a bit better, While you're in it but then that fades as well ineffective and we're going to get into why i think honestly a lot of people are able to get away with pulling off these ineffective things some people are going to get a little upset at me i think for this but i think it's really important to talk about i mean i see that you're just about to say something
1: the the effective bit is important because and, and for something to be effective it has to have a benchmark so what does effective mean it means that i have a point of reference and this is effective or useful for getting me to that point of reference and that is in contrast to you know good which is vague um uh, yeah an emotional high I feel warm and fuzzy inside and that's what you can sell warm and fuzzy is a sell people love it they're like "Mm, I felt so good during that whatever it was but as you said if you do not get a quantitative something that you can measure improvement in your life you've been short change you've been, you've been you've been yeah exactly exactly so warm and fuzzy is not is not justification um yeah. there needs to be something measurable that your life gets better yeah and
0: this is an interesting thing because i'm going to give an example it's kind of a, i think it'll bring it down to earth for a lot of people so we had a sales call with a consultant we were trying to bring into the business to help us out and the sales call was like 10 15 minutes and as soon as we hung up i was like nope wrong person and my wife who's a second commander in the business, she was like why like, they're more concerned about making us happy than creating a result that we might not understand or agree with, but that result will make us happy in the long term. And I can see that, like, right away. Like, you're smiling because I'm sure you've experienced this as well. And it's like, <laughs> a lot of the programs out there, they're the same thing. Sorry, I just to say this. A lot of the programs out there are the same thing. They're focused on making you feel good in the program. They're not focused on making you confront certain things that you might not want to confront, but they'll be really good for you in the long term
1: go ahead itamar cares more about you achieving your results than mm-hmm. about you liking him in the most you know caring and compassionate way like yeah. that goes in front yeah and that's what gets you the results because a lot of programs out there they want you to like them they want you to be, be happy and then and then they they put that and it is put in the cart before the horse they want you to feel good so then you refer it but actually results called causes the referrals yeah. So, the, but they miss that. They're too afraid to be uh, rejected.
0: Yeah, I'll say this like in a different manner. Like, first off, I agree. Like, I care about people's results more. Like, it's not me, it's the way the, the program is structured. But I think it's because we care more about the truth. It's like we want people to understand the truth of what's actually going on inside their heads and inside them so they can take action. We don't want to trade around and create like a, a mirage around it so they can feel good. Some and people don't a lot like these the programs truth. Do. Exactly. And that's why I always say it. this program is not for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm very clear about that. We are not trying to help change everybody in the world. That is very clear. It's like those people who want to know the truth but are frustrated because they're like, I've tried doing these things. And then I just get like motivated. It works a little bit. And then when I'm out of that container, it drops. Or they're saying like, I want to also understand the truth of my emotions and my feelings, but it's like it always feels so woo-woo and vague and it's like without a purpose or a goal. And that also doesn't work for me. So like what I would love to do in this podcast is to dispel that. Say like, if you do seek the truth and you want long-term results, here are some things that you can do to give you that opportunity. These are the things you should absolutely watch out for. And also, like, wanna, I'm going to say some things later on, but, like, what are the big things to be aware of? Like, these are signs that this is a bullshit program that you're about to enter. Or, like, the person you're working with, they don't really know their stuff. But because they're in a mindset is like, relatively vague these days, people don't know how to clearly define it. Because of that, a lot of people can get away with nonsense. in it. So we're going to try to dispel that a bit. I just want to talk about the principles of what creates a good mindset program that creates, again, good, great, long lasting results that have both an internal thing, like where you can feel better about life and you enjoy it more and also creates external results. And again, this is a results.
1: Sound good? Let's do it. All
0: right. So first thing that I really want to bring up, like your external success is a downstream effect of who you are internally. That is the fact Like, unless you win the lotto or have some, you know, black swan event, 99.9% 99.9% of the time, that is what happens. Your external success is a downstream effect of who you are internally. So the deeper you make the change internally, the more impactful it will have on your long-term external success, The bigger of an impact it will have. And what we were saying earlier that a lot of these programs, they only go an inch deep and just make you feel really good. It's like they're not actually changing something internally. They're just adding something, like positive feelings. Everybody's smiling. Everybody's happy. Everybody feels real aligned, whatever it may be like it doesn't create the internal change that is going to be necessary. Like if you could think about it like as a thing of depth, like if you go only an inch deep, it's only going to last, like, let's say like one amount of time, one time, whatever you want to call it. If you go a whole mile deep, that's going to last a lot longer. And it's like, you see it in business. They always talk about, you don't want to, you don't want to solve a problem that will arise again in three weeks in a different way. You want to be solving three months, problem, three year problem. If you solve the root of this, it's like you won't see it again for another three years. I think most mindset programs don't do that. And there's kind of, thick, in my opinion, there's two big schools of mindset programs. There's one, like the really, like, harden up, motivated, like, all that kind of jazz, how to be tougher. And then there's also the school of, like, let's talk about the soft stuff more. Let's talk about our feelings and our emotions. And those are the two big schools. Would you agree with that? Yeah, 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 broadly. Great. So I think the ones that talk about the emotions, they try to kind of go deep, but they don't really know how to do it. Most of them, because they're just kind of sitting there with their emotions. There's no real process to it. And it kind of feels really good to vent for a lot of people and just to kind of share and people be like, oh, yeah, I see you. And for people to be seen. And there is value in that. It's similar to therapy, as you always talk about it. Yeah. But it's not with a specific end goal of like, let's uproot this. Let's resolve this because we want to take action. And that is the yeah. big thing, because we actually want to take a certain action in our life. not just feel a bit better about this in the moment. And yeah, the so motivational, sorry, I'm just going to finish this up. Yeah, finish, motivational finish. schools, like, they don't even talk about that stuff. They're not saying, let's work on the inside, let's go deep. They're just saying, let's create something on top of that, a lot of motivation, a lot of toughness or whatever. So hopefully, like, that's not an issue anymore. You can combat. back. You can have so much motivation and drive that it'll overcome whatever internal stuff that you have. And like, that's, you're just like fighting a battle instead of creating a more efficient, efficient ecosystem and in like inside yourself, you're just trying to crank up the volume. So it's like that analogy I always say, instead of putting down the handbrakes, you're just trying to press harder on the gas pedal, and hoping that it'll last. And it's just not a smart long-term solution in
1: my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a fan of therapy. I've had therapy myself and, and it's been very, very powerful. The difference that I've always seen is that it doesn't, there's no action. Necessarily, it's not about taking affirmative action to excel at life. It's about, you know, as you say, being seen, being heard, bringing awareness to things which happened in the past, which is very, very valuable, and how they yep. affect the current. But often that is the end of its kind of remit. It can't really go beyond that. I mean, with my therapist, I pushed, I was like, I want some outcomes, I want some goals, and, and fair play to her. She was like, That's not really the point of therapy, but okay, let's talk <laughs> about it. Yeah, but I was like, "Yeah, I I need this quantitative improvement to my life. Otherwise, I'm just paying you money to to yeah. to talk." Um, the the other point you say about going an inch versus going a mile. <laughs> going a mile is uncomfortable. Yep. It's hard, and from a purely, you know, <laughs> marketing perspective, m- you know, bringing people in, having them pay you money to be uncomfortable and to be and to be like, Oh, this is really hard, isn't the best marketing strategy, right? So people just go a little bit to make them feel like something's happening to make them feel good, but not, not, not bad, not not rough. And then and then, all right, now you have a business. Um, So I I think that's the, the value in it, because discomfort and growth and going deep is hard. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's, it's this weird cliche, like everybody knows they should be in their growth zone, but nobody understands like your growth zone literally means you're not in your comfort zone. So it's going to yeah. be uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like it's, yeah. it literally just means that. Yeah, And I think that kind of going back to that uh, example I shared about the consultant, it's like, I think that's a great litmus test. If you feel like the program you're about to enter, the person you're about to work with, whatever it may be, they care about you being happy with them. That is a bad sign because you're not going to want to have uncomfortable conversations with you that you're probably going to need to have to resolve some deeper issues. They're not going to say like, hey, man, this is going to be very uncomfortable, but this is what we need to talk about right now. I think you're afraid. I think you know that you need to fire this person, but you're intimidated by them and you're not confident enough in yourself. You'll be able to bring someone else on, and that's why you're running away from this. Or like a conversation I had with one of my one-on-one clients who have been working with a while. His business is doing amazing and all this, and I was like, we're going to have a tough conversation today. And he was like, okay. And I was like, you're setting a bad example for your daughter, for the kind of man she's going to grow up and like be with. Is that what you want? And it was a very uncomfortable conversation, but he was very grateful we had it because it was something that he wasn't able to see from the outside, how he was living. So and he was like doing great and all that. But like, I know he wouldn't have wanted his daughter to be with a man, like how he was being in some ways. And him being able to see from that perspective, like I don't think most people would say it. And he said that to me literally then, but like, no one, no one says that to me, man. I appreciate you putting this on there. And I think it's a big limit test. Like, if the goal of the program, or the person you're working with, is they want you to be happy with them, that's not a long-term thought. They need to care about your success more than they care about your relationship between you and them. Like, honestly, if people leave the arena and they're upset at me, and this has actually happened. I think when we were in Mexico in that talk that we, we spoke about earlier, one of the guys there came to me, and I stopped working with him a year ago. And we had a bit of a rocky, like, ending to it. And you remember when we all had like dinner afterwards with the taco place. And he was like, you I just want to say this in front of everybody. Like, I really appreciate you having that talk with me back then. I know like we butted heads, but like after a month or two, it really sunk it. And now like you literally think he said like he's working only four days a week now, triple his income, all this kind of jazz. But on top of these, like, I have a much better relationship with my father now. And I appreciate that. Like if the person you're working with or if the program you're in doesn't encourage those kind of things where you can see some people get upset during the program because they're getting poked in a way they need to get poked. That's a problem. Now, obviously that's not an excuse for the person who's leading the program to do it in a way that doesn't have a lot of empathy and doesn't have a lot of compassion in it as well, because the point of the program is to get people results. It's not just to like put something in their face, but it's to help them confront it and overcome it. And that's really important. Does this all make sense so far?
1: Yeah, and you know, in that last example, you mentioned, I think four measurable outcomes that that guy achieved, you know, tripled income, working less um, better relationship with father. These are all real benefits and that's because you went a mile deep and you valued his growth over him liking you in the short term. And now he's eternally grateful. Yeah. And like, it's
0: like, to be honest as well, it's sometimes even valuing the truth more than his growth. Cause like for me, that situation, like to be, to be completely transparent, I was like, this is the truth of what we need to confront. Like, somebody who sees, like, the, the high-level picture here as, like, as a coach, someone's actually supposed to see the field, it's like, this is the truth of what we need to talk about right now. And, like, for me, a lot of times, that has been a better lighthouse, so to speak, than someone's growth because the truth will reveal, like, growth. And I just understand, like, this is the actual constraint of what's going on. This is what we need to talk about. Like, we can't do anything else until we talk about this because this is the truth of the matter. Now, this truth, if we look at it and we actually address it, that's what's going to help you grow. But again,
1: like, I think truth above everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You, you're, you're yeah. smiling. <laughs> <Why is that? laughs> I, I, I'm smiling because radical honesty above and beyond just being honest, but going out of your way to be honest is one of my values at the moment. And when we talk about values, I mean, arena t- style values, which are my yeah. things I want to improve and work on. Um, I've literally written it on my whiteboard here, one and a half meters away, I wrote it an hour ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Truth above everything.
0: Yeah. But again, like it's, it's how you're saying like tough love. You said that at the beginning of the episode, the the way I look at tough love is that like, I don't truth above everything with an asterisk on it. Like I don't tell people the truth that I don't really care about. And here's what I mean by that. Like if I don't care enough about you to like really to want to see you succeed, I'm not going to tell you the truth because I recognize that like in an honest level, I might say something that you don't want to accept, that won't land well, and I'm not going to honestly make the effort if I don't care. Like if I think you're someone who lacks certain values that I share or certain ethics or whatever it may be, it's like I can steamroll people because I can see what's going on with them, but that doesn't do anyone any favors. But if I can say, you know what, I actually really care about this person. So I'm going to be tough on them because I love them more than I love the relationship between us right now. I care about their long-term success more than I care about us being comfortable right now and more about their opinion about me. And I think that's when you can know, like, should I be truthful with someone? It's like, can I give them tough love? And be tough with them, but from a place where I actually love them, like, and I have care for them. And not just like truth to everyone, because that's just how I roll. And I think that's where where people can get confused and people sometimes act like assholes. Like part of my language, but I think that's what it is. Because they're not saying like, I'm actually wanting to help this person, I just want to like tell them the truth of what they need to hear. It's like, that's not doing anyone any help.
1: No, I feel that's an ego thing. That's a Yes. Uh, I want to feel like I'm bigger than this person by spitting truth and, you know, like putting them in their place. And it's not thinking of them first. It's thinking of yourself first and how you come across and how you, your image, whatever it is. Yeah.
0: Cool. So I want to move on and I want to say why so first off, like I think we covered the fact that the motivational stuff, I'm just like, I don't think it works because it only goes like an inch deep, if that. It doesn't even go, usually. It just like tries to put, try to pour motivation on top of whatever's going on there. And then that fades. I do want to talk about, though, a big thing why I think most entrepreneurs, especially the A-types, still go for the motivational stuff, like the go harder, all that kind of jazz, instead of diving into the emotional part. I think the people that are doing the motivational go harder stuff they're usually externally more successful than the guys that are doing the emotional woo-woo stuff. And because of that, we say, okay, like this makes more sense for me because this is what I want. What this person has, this is what I want. Now, the problem is that the emotional woo-woo stuff, in my opinion, like not emotional woo-woo, but understanding your emotions and your beliefs and why you have certain fears and insecurities, being able to resolve that is the most effective thing. Now, the problem is that most people that talk about this, because it's such a vague thing, they can get away with a lot of bullshit. There's no limits especially because like how you said there's no end result that we're really trying to achieve here so because of that like anybody can say oh like let's talk about our feelings and because we share our feelings like oh it feels better i released that i was hurt and because of that there's a saturation in the market of anybody who wants to like talk about their feelings have a crystal behind them color their hair green or whatever it may be and they can say like oh i'm an expert about talking <laughs> about emotions it's true you're laughing because you've seen this it's like that gives you expert status if you have some crystals a little gong and you can color your hair green or purple, all of a sudden you know something about emotions. And you can guide people. And I think that's why so many, and like it frustrates me, it really does, because I think that's why so many people who are so driven and want to excel in like life, most like an internal level, and like, it's called like a family value, a personal values, and business don't address this because they're seeing these kind of people and they're like, I want no part of that. And I think that's a big thing to recognize. Like just because most people that do this are woo-woo, And they're getting away with a lot of nonsense it does not mean that this whole thing is nonsense just because like a equals b doesn't mean that all b's are a you know what i mean
1: yeah can i can i jump in just with a thought there so the other reason why a type entrepreneurs love motivation is because often their initial driver to get into business is high motivation. And that might be to escape something that might be to prove someone wrong, that might be to buy a Lamborghini, whatever the hell it is. So they operate by jacking up motivation. And then that works as long as it works. And then when it stops working, and this is exactly what happened to me. Suddenly, the wind is out of your sails. And you're like, why aren't I functioning? Why aren't I operating? Why don't I feel fulfilled? So what we try and do, what I tried to do is jack up motivation, take more stimulants, do these courses, whatever it is, set bigger goals. And maybe that will work. Maybe, maybe even I will reach my goal. There will still be an empty pit of of pain inside because I never addressed the woo-woo, the core feelings, the fears, the reasons that I'm smashing motivation. And this is an analogy you use all the time is instead of, trying to continually jack up motivation which naturally fluctuates up and down take the handbrake off remove the core fear remove what's blocking you and then you will continue to make progress even when motivation naturally fluctuates up and down
0: yeah so the kind of like uh, encapsulate that i talk a lot about the we call it the motivation fallacy the thing is that like how me we was saying when we start we're all super motivated because we have to be motivated we have to make a certain amount of money pay payroll whatever it may be and then we get to this point where like things are good enough. And all of a sudden we hit this level of like procrastination. People feel like they have plateaued, whatever it may be. And a big part of that is because like the level of internal resistance you had all of a sudden is equal to the level of motivation because that motivation faded. So most people try to do that instead of like really working on the internal resistance or fading, they're trying to up the motivation. And for some people, it's stimulants, for some people, it's bigger goals. For some people, it's like motivational videos. For some people, it's actually going to like these emotional healing retreats or whatever it may be, all these kind of things getting realigned with their why, all that jazz. Like The reality is like those things usually just have like a short-lived impact and then they fade. And what Amelia is suggesting is like saying, you said it interesting, you said it in a different way. Like it's still, even if you reach your goals, you're gonna still have like a wound there. It's still gonna not be fun. You're still gonna be uncomfortable. Like, honestly, that's all true. I also look at it from a more pragmatic perspective. It's like, you're just operating with a lot of operational. There's a lot of internal drag. It's like, it's a very inefficient system. If you're trying to like override a lot of internal resistance Instead of just saying like, you know what, let's just create less internal resistance and then we have to create less drive yeah. like that. Uh, there's a quote I love by Colin Chapman. He was the founder of the F1 Lotus team. And I think it said something like to add lightness, add speed, power makes you faster on the straights lightness makes you faster everywhere. And it's just that, like, if you can create a lighter internal yeah. like system for yourself operating place, it's just easier to go and achieve whatever yeah, you yeah. want to achieve. It also feels much better internally, like we said, and you also get long term results. That way you know that it actually works. Now, I think also to kind of go back to what I was saying, I think the reason that most, like not enough people are calling out all the nonsense going on in the emotional aspect of like why people don't address this is because it's kind of taboo because it's people's emotions and people are very sensitive and it's taboo to say this is a poor process. This doesn't actually get people results because then someone can always jump and say, well, you know what? It made me feel better. And I don't think you're being sensitive. And I don't think this. And I don't think that. But the reality is, like, most of these things, they they don't even have a process. Forget about a poor process. It's not even a process. There's no systematic way to say, like, okay, if this is where you're trying to get to in life, this is what you want both internally and externally. This is what needs to happen. And these are the things you got to let go of, your fears, your insecurities, your doubts. And this is how you do that step by step. This is exactly how you do that. It's not just like, oh, just be aware of these things. Say hi to them when you see them. And then, like, ah, okay. But actually, like, systematically overcome them. I think because of that, so many people are deterred from it. And like, it really frustrates me because in that conference that I was at, like so many people came up to me and they were like, oh, we didn't know this was a thing. We thought mindset was just something like we have to give up on because I tried it. I know I have issues. I know that like, I know what to do and I know how to do it, but I'm not doing it. But I just thought like, man, I don't want to invest again, like my time, my energy, my effort, whatever it may be into something that's going to give me a momentary up, but it's not going to last and it's going to fade. And like, it really bothers me because I just think it's like, I was very fortunate that we talked about therapy, that like my, the only therapist that I've ever worked with, he was the head of psychology at the Mossad. So he wasn't really a therapist. His goal was to get agents to perform really well in the field for prolonged periods of time by using psychology. There was a very clear end goal to what he was doing. It was an operational necessity. And so like, I was able to adopt some of his methodologies and change them a little bit and so on. But it's like, most people don't know that that's how it's supposed to be. In my opinion, like how it's supposed to be. Like, if you want to really live a great life, get results. It is a tool. And you have to know how to employ that tool. Does this all make sense? Because I know I've been in a bit of a rant now.
1: No, no, no. This is great. The, the, the problem with setting a goal with the emotional stuff is that then you put your program against the benchmark and you risk failure. Right? So you said a lot of these people What do you mean by that? Are, so I mean, like, by setting a goal, there's a chance of not not reaching it. Yeah. Right. And if you, as you say, a lot of these people who do the woo woo emotional stuff, they, they have no idea what they're doing. They're just making people feel good. And as long as yeah. there's no measure, they can measure they can claim success. As soon yeah. as you put a measure, they risk being outed as frauds. So then they yeah. say, Oh, we don't need goals. This isn't about goals. This is about alignment and mm. whatever yeah. other soft stuff because it, it shields them. Whereas as yeah. soon as you say But this is your goal, you've set it now we're going to achieve it. You're putting yourself out there. And you're putting your process out there to say, my process will help you achieve this. Well, I think it can help you achieve both.
0: That's the thing. There's no, that you, you, you know what? You I mean? That's the, yeah. But like putting it on the line, it's not just like, oh, we're just going to put it, it on on off, the line. So there's no measuring stick. It's like, it's
1: putting it on let's the do line.
0: both. Let's make it's you feel better. And
1: it's also good to external results. And, you know, you say both. It's both and they're the same thing as well, right? As you yes. say, the external comes from downstream from the internal. And yeah. as we, we said earlier, the biggest danger is that you hit your goal, the external, even with the handbrake on, because then you think even more that the process works. It's bad, it's not yeah. good that you hit your goal, because then you think, well, I need to keep doing this to get rid of the, the feeling, the internal. So let's talk about that, like
0: I said, hitting your goal, like let's, th- let's use a different word here. You won't achieve success, true success in my eyes, because even if you hit your external goal, Inside, yeah. agreed, you won't be happy. That's and exactly what I'm saying. Usually, be- also because, yeah, but beyond that, but because you had so much, let's call it like internal drag, because you were fighting all this resistance, that had to come out somewhere in your life. Yeah, yeah. I have not seen people like hit a goal, like let's say a big financial goal, when I can also see in them there's a lot of internal friction, but they also have a great family life, great health. Yeah. yeah. Because that had to be, that friction had to be vented somewhere. Yeah. It could be into food, it could be into whatever it may be. So it's like success when you think about just like external goal, but a success on a whole level, I don't think it can be achieved. Like, again, like my definition of success where you can have like, you know, great health, great family life, great relationships, great friendships and great business success that I haven't seen people do where there's a lot of internal friction in them because like, even if they achieve one of those things, there's so much friction in it that it's got to get vented out somewhere.
1: It's impossible. I would go a step further and say, it's not, it's not possible to achieve success by that definition. If there's a lot of, a lot of baggage. Um, yeah. and when I say goal, I mean the kind of super arbitrary, or oh, I want to make X amount of money that yeah. people often do in business scenarios. And which is what I did to try and reach fulfillment, whatever the bullshit. And yeah. then people, when they set, they set that goal and then they set like maybe as a tertiary goal, which is an afterthought, I want to be happy, but there's no definition or breakdown. Like they break down their, their money goal into like segments and months and years and everything quarters but the happiness goal they're like and I don't want to be happy and have good relationships and they don't even think about it both are required a hundred percent
0: yeah and I think it even like the order of them is like so what we do in the arena we first get people really clear on how they want to feel in life and again most of these people are like hyper ambitious individuals so one of the things they want to feel is really accomplished because that'll give them peace and that'll like, that peace can create happiness and so on and so on so realize one of these things is external goals that you want to achieve that'll make you feel really accomplished great but they're kind of looking at it from both facets like how do i want to feel and then what should i do in order to gain that feel not from a place of what, like what i feel compelled to do because others tell me but what would be really cool for me to do and then in life i can say wow this was really cool i'm happy about myself i'm proud content whatever it may be so i think it's time to wrap this one up do you have any parting thoughts about this Emil?
1: No, I mean, so to summarize, it's important to have a a goal or a benchmark. And by that, we mean there needs to be a a measurable quantitative improvement to your life after doing a program. If there isn't, maybe you've been had. Maybe that wasn't the program for you. Yeah.
0: I'll go a a step further, a bit more. uh, Let's poke some stuff. So, like, these are ways to know if it's a bad program, if it's not actually going to serve you. Like Camille was saying, if it focuses on making you feel better instead of resolving something on a long-term basis that will create also tangible results, that's one. If it, all the results you see, like I said, like case studies or whatever it may be from this program, everyone's like, during the program, I felt so amazing. But nobody talks about what happened afterwards. That's a sign. Again, like, the whole focus is making people feel better not about helping them confront sometimes uncomfortable truth that they need to confront in order to really improve their life on a long-term basis. And like, honestly, from my perspective, I have not seen this. Maybe this exists. I have not seen someone with colored hair yet or with a ton of crystals in their background. And Emil is frustrated because I'm saying the truth. I have not seen this yet. It might exist, but I have not seen someone like that. Also have a really great program. That's really structured. That's really like properly and systematically like formatted to create results. I have not seen that, and I think if shamans training too much of like an external facade around what they're doing instead of just getting to the truth and to the point of the matter, I would watch out for it. And again, yeah. I, the whole point of this po- of this podcast is just like mindset isn't fluffy. It's not about momentary like ups and downs. It's about creating an internal environment where you can have long-lasting success and results by removing the internal handbrake. And really focusing on that in a systematic way. If someone only focuses on that, but they're not doing it in a systematic way, but just like, oh, we're just going to talk about your feelings. That doesn't work. And I, I hope this helps some people out there because I know this was a big issue in the conference and like, it, it was sad for me to hear this, that so many people just like, we're like, oh, I didn't know that was the truth. I kind of just accepted that I know what to do. I don't know. I know how to do it, but I'm just not going to get myself to do it. Cause that's just how this stuff is. It doesn't work. So I hope this podcast was helpful for some people. Um, I'm sorry for those I offended, like, not really, but I'm supposed to say that apparently from Emile's look.
1: <laughs> but, but no, to, to just, to just, you know, if you sense that there is a fluffiness or yeah. that there are bells and whistles, distractions, gimmicks, then that's potentially a red flag. Yeah. And then just my last final kind of words, if you know, and you don't do, then you don't know. So if you say, I know how to fix my mindset, but you're not doing it and you're not getting measurable results, you don't know how to fix your mm-hmm. mindset. doesn't matter if you read the book, you don't know. Yeah. Yep, I think Emil said it very well, like less art, more matter. That's
0: what a good mindset program is all about. And on that note, we will leave you guys today. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank Thank you for listening to the Emotional Fortitude podcast please tell a friend if you enjoyed it and found value in it. Three last things before you go though. If you feel like someone else with your exact skill set and abilities could be accomplishing more than you currently are, that's a mindset and emotional access issue. And here are three ways I'd love to help you conquer any internal limitations, go big, and win. 1. 3 Quick Ideas Tuesday Newsletter. It's a weekly email with three quick ideas around one aspect of elite performance and how to approach it differently to get better and faster results. People say it's the most thought-provoking and impactful two minutes they spend in their inbox each week. It's easy to sign up to and easy to cancel, and you can sign up at edamomrani.com slash three ideas. Two is the Emotional Fortitude Micro Course. It will help you build the emotional fortitude and confidently tackle any goal. It's the complete, nothing held back, emotional fortitude system in five simple parts. It's all under five minutes each module. See it, use it, and win. And it's completely free at edamomrani.com slash course. And number three, lastly, if you want to dive in and aggressively level up, the Arena Mindset Accelerator might be for you. It's a six-week intense sprint for entrepreneurs who are up for a dramatic transformation. It's an interactive live program where you'll be working with me in a very hands-on way to get clarity on what you want, build an effective mindset to optimize for your goals, and establish elite emotional fortitude that would allow you to overcome any fear or doubt that could get in your way. You can learn more at edamamrani.com slash You can find all of these links in the show notes below, or go to itamarmorani.com and have a look around. Until next time, who dares wins.